welcome to the Truth Labyrinth Podcast. I am your host, J.R. Everhart from Restoration Ministries. This week, we look into a Celebrate Recovery step study program titled The Journey Begins. Uh, Celebrate Recovery is a Christian 12-step program. Uh, the step study series is a 26-lesson um, deep dive into the steps. We kind of take the steps and and tear them apart and put them under the microscope and take a look at how they can better apply to our hurts, habits, and hangups in life. Um, this is not a replacement for face-to-face meetings, so please go to your local Celebrate Recovery meeting and get involved in a face-to-face step study. Trust me, it will change your life. You will hear me say that over and over throughout this teaching series. So you can go to CelebrateRecovery.org and do a search in your area, and you will find a Celebrate Recovery in your area. They are literally everywhere. There's thousands of those uh, operating in churches all over the country. So uh, make sure you strap in and hold on because this is going to be a wild ride. It's going to get bumpy, it's going to be clumsy, and it's going to be uncomfortable at times. But the benefits far outweigh the discomfort that we deal with as we look inside the mirror of God's Word and our behavior. So you do not want to miss a second of this teaching series. Hi, I want to talk to you for a second about my company, COP Audio. COP Audio has been a leader in the Mid-Atlantic since about the mid-90s with all forms of production work, um, both inside the church and outside the church. Uh, We're well known for our mobile audio services and production services for live concerts and festivals. Um, But we also have just as rich of a history inside the church scene. Uh, Church production has definitely been a passion of mine since... I became a, a Christian in 1994. Um, I have worn many hats during this time inside of um, you know the church scene. You know things like having to be light designer and video producer, teacher, you know training staff, uh, been tech director at a couple different churches. Um, it's something that I've always been very passionate about, and genuinely felt like it was part of my Christian ministry. Um, I've trained personally dozens and dozens of tech people and tech staff uh, throughout the mid-Atlantic. I've traveled around and done uh, sound reinforcement workshops and AV workshops um, on site with the church tech teams that I'm working with, trying to help them to get the best out of the systems that they have in place. So, you know, give us a call, check us out. Uh, We'd love to help out your church. We'd love to maybe even talk to you about uh, doing a system upgrade or an install Um, Maybe you just need someone to come in and make sense of the gear that you have. That's my specialty, you know, and I've been doing that for many, many years. So uh, check us out online at copaudio.com. That's copaudio.com. Be sure to check out and like our Facebook page, COP Audio. Just search COP Audio on Facebook. Uh, Be sure to read our reviews on the Facebook page. There's a lot of reviews on there from our clients and, um, I think it'll give you some some perspective on who we are as a company. So again, online, copaudio.com, copaudio.com. Hello and welcome back. We are in lesson 22 today. Gratitude is the title of this lesson. We're in principle 7, step 11. Principle 7 states, reserve a daily time for God for self-examination, Bible reading, and prayer in order to know God, His will for our life, 
and to gain the power to follow his will. That principle seven is one of my favorite principles of all the eight principles we have here in Celebrate Recovery. Um, I really like how it says, this is basically the the JR interpretation of this. Uh, if you reserve a daily time with God for self-examination and Bible reading, and then to pray, you know, God will reveal himself to us. It's it's saying that we do this in order to know God. Now, I ask people all the time, do you really know God or do you just know Christian religion? That's two different things. Uh, and we need to be thankful and, and, you know, have gratitude toward, you know, those of us that are, are trying to seek the Father outside of all the the uh, politics of Christian religion. Uh, and if you know, you know, you know what that means. Then it goes on to say for his will <clears throat> for our life. What is God's will for our life? It's the same for all of us. It's for us to trust him in all things. And then you may say, well, J.R., man, it, it's hard to trust God for all things. Well, the last line of this tells us how we can have the power to follow his will. That means if we reserve a daily time with God in self-examination, Bible reading and prayer, then we will gain the power to trust God. Yeah, that's how I interpret principle seven. Uh, it's a powerful principle, and I absolutely love it. We're also in step 11. We sought through prayer and meditation uh, to improve our conscious contact with God, praying only for knowledge of His will, that's knowledge to trust Him, for us and a power to carry it out. And then the reinforcing scripture here is, let the message of Christ dwell among you richly, Colossians 3.16. The message of Christ is the good news of the gospel. You know, that Christ has paid the penalty for our sins and that we can now live uh, free of that penalty, free of the judgment and the wrath of God because of what Christ did on the cross when we focus our lives on Jesus. Think about it. One of the greatest ways to work principle seven and to prevent relapse is to maintain an attitude of gratitude. In your prayers this week, focus your gratitude toward God others he has placed in your life, your recovery, and your church. Be thankful to God. And then it kind of gives us some scriptures here for each section of this. The first one is be thankful to God. Uh, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. That's Philippians 4, 6. Uh, That's one of my favorite scriptures in the entire Bible. I think the King James says, be careful in nothing through prayer and supplication we make our needs known to God. Uh, It took me a long time to realize that supplication basically just meant pray a lot. That's why this translation says, by prayer and petition. What is a petition? A petition is when we gather together uh, to unite for a cause. And then it goes on to say, with thanksgiving. You know, that's ties right into our gratitude lesson here. You know, with Thanksgiving, we have to be thankful and we have to remember, you know, all the wonderful things that God has done for us. You know, even when we're going through trial and we're going through, you know, maybe we're trying to fight our way out of a cycle of failure or we're trying to get back on track or we're trying to get on track for the first time. Maybe you're listening to this lesson and you just kind of cherry pick this lesson out of the season three lineup and, you know, here you are. 
you know, there there are many many reasons to be thankful. I always ask my guys, you know, hey, did you did you have a warm bed to sleep in last night? Did you have food on the table? Those are things that uh, are vitally important to our lives, and we take it for granted here in America. I just heard a guy on the radio today talking about how sixty percent of the the uh, world does not have indoor plumbing. So if you flushed a toilet today, you have a reason to be thankful. <laughs> and it says uh, once you have become thankful, once you have you know prayed and petitioned to God, then present your requests to God. And I just love that scripture. Uh, the next one is from Psalms 107, verse 15. Let us give thanks to the Lord for his un- unfailing love and wonderful deeds for mankind. Yeah. You put the stars in the heaven and the sun in the sky, and he's making the water run into your house each and every day. And without him, none of that stuff would be possible. Be thankful for others. Uh, The reinforcing scripture here is Colossians 3, verses 15 and 16. Uh, Let the peace of Christ keep you in tune with each other and step with each other. None of this going off and doing your own thing. And cultivate thankfulness. Let the word of Christ, the message... Have the run of your house. Uh, I like how that says, in tune with each other. Man, that's a tough one for me. I mean, I know about you guys, but, you know, I'm like, you know, walking on water and, and, you know, turning water into wine, you know, about 10% of my week. (laughs) And the other 90%, I'm fighting the enemy and, and, and trying to, you know, be somebody God's glory can shine through in the face of all my, you know, hang-ups and hurts and habits and everything that likes to bubble to the surface when I get stressed out. But, you know, I still always try to be in tune with, with other people, you know, to the best of my ability. I don't always succeed, but, you know, I really try to make amends with people. I try to, you know, treat people. I just recently reached out to um, someone that I knew many years ago. They just kind of, God put them in my heart. I looked them up on Facebook and sent them a message with some apologies and some things that I felt like, you know, maybe there was some some junk between us because of some decisions that I made many years ago. Um, That person responded with grace and mercy and was happy to hear from me and really just expressed to me that I didn't have anything to apologize for because it was was kind of a two-way street that we were both you know, walking on at that time. Um, and we both made mistakes. And that's so wonderful when you can make amends with someone who comes to the table with their brokenness. And uh, you can really repair things that way. You can really walk away from that conversation as I did this week and really feel like, you know, you've been able to let go of something. You've been able to restore you know, something that was maybe hurt in the past. So I'm thankful for that. You know, I'm thankful for others. I'm thankful for the people God puts around me, even the people that are challenging, you know. And I mean, dear Lord, we all know that we have to, we have to kind of constantly inventory the people we allow into our inner circle. Because sometimes there's some people that will sneak in that we really truly love that, you know, slowly and gently just kind of turn toxic to our to our focus and our motives in life. Um, you'll have to forgive my scratchy throat today. I had some dental work done today, and I'm, my mouth is still trying to recover from that, and so is my, my voice. So if I sound a little bit like Kermit the Frog, that's kind of what's going on. So you pray for me, and we'll just keep moving on here. Be thankful for your recovery. Uh, this This is hard sometimes. 
This is hard sometimes. Um, let me read the scripture here and then I'll elaborate. Uh, this is from Hebrews 12, verse 1. As for us, we have this large cloud of witnesses around us. So then let us rid ourselves of everything that gets in the way and of the sin which holds on to us so tightly. And let us run with determination the race that lies before us. Um, that's that's a real bare bones, gut level truth kind of scripture, man. It really is. Um, I like how it says, "In the sin which holds on to us so tightly." You know, I mean, sin is part of the human experience. It just is. God knew it. That's why He sent Jesus. Jesus hung on a cross because Jesus took what sin was. Uh, made to do what what the enemy had made sin to do, what he had polluted God's law and God's people with to do, which was to lead to decay and to death. And when Christ hung on that cross, he changed the whole character of sin to where now God can bring purpose out of our problems. You know, now because of Christ's work on the cross and because we can stand in grace, God can take what was meant for evil and use it for good. Uh, that's huge. That that's huge, huge testimony of the power of Christ's work at Calvary. Um, how you know sin? Now, don't get me wrong. If you're someone who denies Christ and you just live a life of sin, I promise you that will bring decay and death into your life in one form or another, and probably into the lives of the people you love most, as that's typically how that works. Uh, but the Scripture also talks about a large cloud of witnesses around us. In every recovery meeting, you can walk in there and you're going to find a handful of people who have been doing this for a very long time, and they are witness to the ever-changing you know, uh, evolution of recovery that happens to us if we just keep coming back and if we just keep pressing forward, putting one foot in front of the other and taking it one day at a time. You know, easy does it. You know, all the bumper sticker, you know, quotes that we have inside of, you know, uh, recovery. It's true. Every single one of them, it's true. And those people walking in victory, even if they're still struggling with sin, because I guarantee you they are, and they'll probably be the first ones to tell you that, um, they are the witnesses of Christ's work in their life. They are the witnesses that can stand there and say, look, this can be done. You know, when I came in here, I was just like you, maybe even worse. And I'm here to tell you that if you work this program, it will work for you. And um, your life can change. So I love that idea of that large cloud of witnesses around us. I don't think it's by any accident that God drops us into the groups of people that we we fall into uh, inside of recovery. I think there's purpose in that. I think God had preordained the right people to come across your path when you were really, truly, sincerely ready for change in your life. But, you know, this section says be thankful for your recovery. And being thankful for your recovery is not easy. There are going to be times where we're just going to absolutely ask the cynical questions of why. You know, why am I doing this? You know, and it's hard to be thankful sometimes when you're struggling, uh, when you feel like you're stuck in cycles of failure, when you feel like you're all alone. You know, that's when we have to come back to these kind of lessons. Um, these lessons we call the maintenance steps toward the end of, of our program here. 
and we got to work these and we got to ask ourselves how much we're connecting with our brothers and sisters inside recovery as i know sometimes i mean specifically in, in my personal life i know when i get doing really well with with my recovery and all that kind of stuff um, I tend to naturally drift away from, I get busy, get, I drift away from the meetings, I drift away from my sponsor, I drift away from my sponsees, you know, the people that I'm counseling and I'm sewing into, um, because life just comes knocking, you know, and it's really hard and absolutely crucial in those times more than any others that we connect and we stay connected, um, because the enemy loves to get us isolated because that's when he toys with us. You know, we can't stand at the tree and argue with him why we shouldn't eat the fruit or why the fruit's even there in the first place. You know, he will waste years of our life and enormous amounts of energy going down rabbit holes or climbing ladders that lead to nowhere. You know, so we got to keep all that stuff in perspective and be thankful for our recovery. Because, you know, when I look in my life and I get frustrated with some of my own struggles and stuff like that and everything, I can still look at who I used to be. I can still go back through my journal and read some of the things that I wrote 10 years ago. And I can say, hey, I'm not the same person. Recovery has changed my life. These principles are part of my DNA now. And uh, I'm thankful for that. I really am. And then finally, we need to be thankful for our church. It says, enter the gates with thanksgiving. That's from uh, Psalms 100, verse 4. That's kind of a sticky subject with me. And you guys know, if you go back to some of my other episodes, you know, uh, I'm usually pretty hard on the church. Um, I think the church, for the most part, means well. But uh, I think it gets lost within itself. You know, I think self plays a huge part in a lot of the problems inside the church. But if you found a church family that is feeding you and that is comforting you and that is helping you walk out your sobriety, you need to be thankful for that. And for me, my church is, is uh, you know, a Tuesday night recovery meeting or my church is a Thursday night recovery meeting, or my church is a Monday night recovery meeting because there's recovery meetings on all those days, and I pop in and out of those meetings whenever I can. Uh, my church is connecting with my Samson Society brothers on, on Zoom. Uh, they have you know, three, four meetings a day, five meetings a day sometimes. So it gives me the ability to, to dart into a support group uh, at any time. And I'm thankful for all that to me in my world. That's my church. That's the church that, that, that feeds me. That's the church that loves me. That's the church that comes looking for me when I disappear. And then the principle seven prayer, dear God, help me set aside all the hassles and noise of the world to focus and listen just to you for the next few minutes, Lord, I just want to Focus on you, Lord. I want to shut out everything around me. Let me get to know you better. Help me to better understand your plan, your purpose for my life. Father, help me live within today, seeking your will and living this day as you would have me to. It is my prayer to have others see me as yours. Man, that's a big one for me. Because I feel like I fail at that so much. Um, Not just my words, but more importantly, my actions. Thank you for your love, your grace, your perfect forgiveness. Thank you for all those you have placed in my life, for my program, my recovery, and my church family.
Your will be done, not mine. In your son's name I pray. Amen. So that's the short and sweet lesson 22. Um, low down. We can take a couple take a couple of these questions into consideration here. Um, why do you think that it is important for you to maintain an attitude of gratitude in your recovery? I think that's an awesome one. You know, um, my answer was, so I never take for granted what God has done in my life. And there's so many times that I find myself in that complacency where I just kind of take it all for granted. And I got to go back and do my first fruits over again. So that's why it's so important to have in, you know, in my life to have that attitude of gratitude. Uh, and then it kind of calls you out and asks you to name some things. And what three areas of your of your recovery are you especially thankful for God's power? Try to think of areas of growth and positive change in you that only God could have accomplished. And I'm just going to leave that wide open. If you want to pause the podcast and think about that for a minute, three areas of your life um, that you're especially thankful for. And it says to think of areas of growth or positive change in you that only God could have accomplished. Um, number three, name three people. I was calling you out again that God has placed in your recovery uh, who you are grateful for and why. I have a couple sponsors listed and my original addiction counselor who just was absolutely wonderful and laid the foundation of my recovery. Number four, what three areas of your recovery ministry, small groups, or other events are you thankful for? <clears throat> and for me, I just listed some some of the CR groups that I go to and a counseling ministry that... that uh, that I was originally part of when I first got into recovery. Uh, I celebrated 10 years in September. Uh, we're, we're recording this in October, about mid-October. Um, it's been a crazy busy summer, and it's been probably two months since my last episode. But um, work has just been absolutely insane. So I have one more week of insanity, and then things are going to really slow down for me, and I am looking forward to finishing uh, the step study series with you guys. And also, um, I have a handful of other podcast episodes I want to put up that I've been setting on most of the year that I'm really looking forward to, uh, getting out to you guys. Uh, I'll give you one more question here. List three things that you're thankful for in your church. So, yeah, I think I had put uh, leadership, uh, in their heart for the homeless, uh, I was running a CR group in a church at the time I wrote this, and they were doing some really cool outreach for the homeless and also their heart for recovery. That's super, super cool stuff. Let's pray together, guys. Heavenly Father, I just I thank you for this program. Lord, I thank you for your grace and your mercy in my life. I thank you for putting up with me. <laughs> I thank you for never giving up on J.R. Everhart. I thank you for always, you know, pursuing me even when I'm lost in the forest. You know, I'm still listening for your voice and you're always calling out for me, Lord. I thank you so much for that. I thank you that you're a God whose ear is upon the lips of the righteous. And I can with confidence, Lord, say that I am, you know, the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus, Lord. And I thank you for that. Thank you for Jesus. I thank you for everything that he's done to earn this this season of grace that we are living in, Lord. 
Thank you, Jesus. I love you so much. I am so grateful for everything that you've done in my life, the blessings you have bestowed upon me, the storms that you have helped me walk through, Lord. Thank you for that. Thank you for never giving up, even when I wanted you to give up. Thank you for loving me, even when I couldn't love myself. Thank you for reminding me that I'm a good person and I have a lot to offer, especially in the times when I'm fighting self-hatred and I'm fighting all the demons of hell that are trying to convince me that I'm worthless and I have no value. Thank you for always sending people across my, my pathway to remind me that I'm loved and I have value. Thank you for all these things. Lord, I pray for the people that are listening to this podcast right now. I pray that you minister to them, Lord, and that you open their eyes to your understanding, that you allow love to abound in them more and more each and every day, Lord God. Enlighten them to your will, Lord. Increase their faith, Lord. I I pray that you pour out a blessing on each and every person that's listening to this, Lord. In your son's holy name, in Jesus' name, we all said, amen. If you have found value in this podcast, please consider giving to this ministry. The Truth Labyrinth is only one aspect of Restoration Ministries. We raise money regularly for needy people right here in our own community. Just this past Christmas season, we raised over $1,000 for a woman struggling with spinal cancer and was able to bring hope to someone who had lost all hope. Uh, We've bought handicap vans for the disabled. We paid utility bills for single moms. And uh, we've paid for hundreds of casual meals for those who were in need of one-on-one counseling, but uncomfortable with an office environment. Listen, guys, sometimes it's much easier for someone to open up and ask for help over a meal than it is to walk into a counselor's office and lay on a couch. God has and is using Restoration Ministries in ways that break traditional church protocol. I personally believe we have to earn the right to speak into someone's life, and it takes time to build those bridges, many times unraveling years of church hurt and dysfunction. This is what Christian ministries should look like in today's world. God should be glorified through our efforts to help the world around us, but it takes resources to do these things. For years, I've paid for a lot of these things out of my own pocket without hesitation. Or I've organized a benefit concert or some kind of fundraising campaign to provide these services for the people that God puts in my pathway. I will continue to give to these causes with everything that I have, but I need your support. It takes money and time to produce this podcast. Many hours go into praying over and organizing these messages, not to mention actually recording the messages and all the post-production editing and stuff that needs to happen with that. This ministry isn't about building an empire. It's about connecting hungry hearts with the fruit of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I have no aspirations of becoming some wealthy preacher or tycoon ministry leader. I am content with the world that I live in, and my little world is pretty peaceful and satisfying. I definitely don't need the drama that comes along with big ministry and tycoon leadership egos. I'm just trying to make my tiny little piece of the world better. I need your support. So please pray about supporting this ministry financially. I will post links in the notes of this podcast so that you can send your gift online. 
Next, please subscribe to this podcast and leave a review so others can see what's going on here, especially your five-star reviews. Uh, The more you review us, the higher we rank in search listings, and this allows people to discover us easier. Finally, please pray for this ministry. Pray God will provide for our needs here at the Truth Labyrinth. Pray that God will bring this podcast across the screens of those that need to hear these messages. The Bible tells us that God's ears upon the lips of the righteous. Guys, He hears our prayers. And we need His constant guidance for each and every podcast and everything that Restoration Ministries does. So pray that He uses this podcast to turn hearts of stone into hearts of flesh and that His truth will turn those hearts toward His eternal mercy and grace. Hey, thanks for listening to this podcast. My prayer is that it blessed you and brought you a fresh understanding of our lives in this world and our need for unity in Christ. A brush fire of revival in Jesus Christ is our only hope for satisfaction and true joy as we walk out the human experience that is our day-to-day lives. It's been my sincere honor to be your host today at the Truth Labyrinth Podcast. Be blessed and be a blessing to those around you. Till next time, I leave you with a scripture from Ephesians 6, 23 and 24. Peace be with you, dear brothers and sisters, and may God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you love with faithfulness. May God's grace be eternally upon all who love our Lord Jesus Christ.